Well, you know what that music means. It's time again for the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your two favorite indie promotions of all time. Limitless Wrestling, of course, and also Let's Wrestle. My name is Josh Nason on this week's show. We're going to recap this past Saturday's Limitless Wrestling event, Hard Not to Act Reckless, which is already on IWTV in record time, Limitless. It was like the next day. Can you believe that? Joining me, as always, is the head of the table for both Limitless and Let's Wrestle, the one and only Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the people. How's it going today, Josh? Uh, beautiful Tuesday afternoon as we record this. And uh, yeah, it is already up on IWTV. I want to give a shout out to Harry uh, from Studio Anywhere. Um, we've been dabbling into the live edit in the past couple months. And it's, uh, you know, this has been a goal for a while is to get either live streaming back in the mix or a quicker turnaround time for people who could not make the event. So this was uh, premiering on IWTV 9 p.m. Sunday evening. So awesome job there. Awesome job from everybody all around with our crew. Uh, John, Paul, Tony D working behind the scenes. And Ethan Scott, who actually stepped up and did the backstage interviews this week while Sam Laterna was unable to make it. So um, awesome effort all around. Happy with the show for the most part. And uh, we'll dive into it in depth today. Yeah, shout out to Harry's sport jacket as well. Very oh nice. Oh my God, was... dude. How about that? He was dressing. That's right. Yeah, Ethan Scott, he had his jacket on as well. I was, I was kind of looking up on the on the dais, on the stage up there, and uh, saw some uh, some more fashionably dressed people than usual. So yeah, it was uh, quite a night. And let's see, uh, again, before we begin, uh, wherever you're listening, please subscribe, like the video, Apple Pods, Spotify, any of that stuff. Uh, let people know uh, that you uh, that you're watching. And again, if you're watching uh, these shows in IWTV, if you're not watching it, even use the promo code Limitless. Uh, give it a trial. Tell your friends to give it a trial. Use the promo code Limitless when signing up. Help support the promotion quite a bit. So we'll get into hard not to act reckless. We'll also look ahead to May. So it's some uh, some interesting um, uh, some stuff happening in May. Obviously, a couple uh, returning star, a debuting Hall of Famer. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, as we always do, Randy, I, we like to go behind the behind the curtain. And it, how did the I saw you? I got to talk to you very briefly before the show. I got there a few minutes later than I usually do, and you were um, uh, trying to get a seating situation <laughs> taken care of, uh, explaining it several times as you were telling that to me. And but overall, every, everyone showed up for the event. Uh, crowd looked to be pretty well sold out, and overall, everything go good beforehand. Yeah, honestly, it was an easier day than most of them are. Uh, only issue that we might have had was Gangrel getting caught up in some thunder showers when he was heading here, but uh, actually got in early. So we had no problems on the travel front, which is always nice. Um, setup was a breeze for the most part. So then uh, it was all about everybody showing up and uh, our faithful did. We had a sold out crowd in Yarmouth, which is always awesome. An electric crowd all night, it felt like. And uh I don't know. Uh, it was a good and easy time. Um, I think uh, I, I think it was a fun show all around. It wasn't my favorite show necessarily. Uh, shout out to the dojo crew as well. We had a, a smaller crew than normal, but everyone really pulled their weight and then some. So it made set up a breeze. It made the actual show itself uh, flow easy. And of course, we had some unexpected things pop up as the night went on. So um, it's always good to have a crew that's able to be flexible and you know, when things go wrong and things go haywire a little bit. So with the beef injury specifically, a lot of people stepped up and made sure that he was okay when uh, I had to be upstairs or uh, not everybody was available who needed to be. So um, shout out to everybody who stepped up. 
Yep. We'll talk more about that, that injury in just a minute. And yeah, I thought overall, you know, the, again, the place was packed. Um, I noticed a new merch table uh, lined along the area where I usually kind of hang out, watch a show. So it gives people a little bit more space and allows the, the wrestlers to um, uh, sell a bit more, more merch. And then that's always good. A couple more faces out there. And well, I, well, I actually, I'll just mention it now. So during the intermission, kind of, you know, floating around and, and all that stuff. And I saw uh, Gangrel's line, don't, no big surprise, was huge. I mean, like, it was, you guys gave the, the three-minute call or five-minute call, whatever it was. This was after, you know, 10, 15-minute intermission. And his line was still probably, like, I don't know, 10, 15 people deep. He was, he was a popular dude. Yeah, we pushed back intermission, actually, another five minutes after the original five-minute call because it was just, it was too long of a line. And I noticed... uh one of our fans, Nate, was helping him out, taking pictures to help the line move a little bit. But, uh, no, that's awesome, man. Like, Gangrel's super popular. Uh, people love to see him again. It had been, geez, three years or so since he had been in Limitless Wrestling last. So, yeah. And then I don't even know when he was in Maine before that. So, uh, awesome to see him again and still in the ring, still fanging and banging. So, that's, right. um, that's cool, man. It was cool to have Gangrel in the house, and I think people really like to see him. If there was a flight issue with him, wouldn't he just be able to turn into a bat and, and get here? You know, wouldn't that kind of the deal with vampires? That's a lot for me to ask of someone, though, Josh. I mean, I didn't want to jump to conclusions before we figured out if this was going to be delayed or not. But, mm. you know, worst comes to worst, I would have had to ask. He always could have flown the night before, you know. Nocturnal. Okay, you're you're Nocturnal. losing it now. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this show again, uh, available on IWTV. And... The opener, uh, the MSP Shook Crew rematch, uh, in a sense. We talked about this. Uh, these guys competed in trios action a several years ago when Max Caster was actually still part of the Shook Crew and appeared on a limitless show. A little uh, fun pack for you there. But this is straight tag team action. MSP taking on the returning Shook Crew and MSP snapping their two-match losing streak, picking up the victory over the Shook Crew. This match was, yeah, it was... You know, not a lot of vitriol between both teams. Uh, you know, they were, they were happy to exchange some some jackets beforehand, some some fur coats and, and uh, Danger Kids uh, snappy threads. And the really kind of fun, interesting spot with a, a double rope walk uh, in the middle of the match. And that was a, kind of a, a fun thing there. But in the end, MSP picking up the victory, again, uh, getting uh, off the schneid and looking, uh, we'll, we'll talk, about, talk about later about what's up for them next. But yeah, good for them to get a victory to kick off the show. Not even just like a tightrope walk, but a top rope test of strength there from Aiden Agro and Bryce Donovan, which was very unique. True. Um, uh, no, this is an enjoyable opener between two teams who I think had changed a lot since the last time we saw this matchup. As you said, we saw a trios match a few years ago, and now it's a new MSP versus a returning Shook Crew. And I think Shook Crew really trying to get back in the swing of things after Bryce Donovan was out for geez, I don't know, two months with a uh, punctured lung. Bryce was on the shelf for a hot minute, so that forced Bobby Orlando to put a focus on singles wrestling for a few months, and now back in the tag swing of things. They look good together as a tandem. Not that they ever haven't, but uh, just could not get past MSP here. Uh, the vibe check, bringing their demise as Bobby Orlando could not kick out, and uh, MSP finally back on the right track here. As you said, they were on a two-match skid, and Sounds like from everything we heard post-match that we're going to be seeing more Shook Crew in Limitless Wrestling, which uh, after everything was all said and done, I think people are pretty excited about. Did I uh, did I hear right that Bobby Orlando's uh, Tupperware, oh, Tupperware, his uh, 
bin of goats sold out during intermission? I heard that over 20 goats were transferred in the Yarmouth Anvets that night. So uh, I, I do believe if it's if it wasn't sold out, a lot of them went, and it was a pretty empty tote at the end of the night because yep. uh, a lot of goats, a lot of, a lot of little Bobby Juniors were out there by the end of the night. I think a few Bobby Juniors out there. Boy, I don't know, maybe nine months from now. Who knows? uh so but yeah his uh it was uh, yeah people i tell you what maybe they got their tax refund cash money or whatever but they were they were spending money gangrel goats all that stuff man that's crazy yeah there was so much floating around at the end of the night i think a lot of people did well so uh another person that did well next match this is a four-way uh four-way scramble match i guess you could say four-way dance fatal four-way whatever you call it this was a lot of fun uh a lot of energy a lot of action a couple debuts and again, this is a lot of fun. BRG uh, of Prestigious picking up the victory, of course, accompanied by Mac Daniels and John Alba, uh, defeating Mortar Desmond Cole, the debuting Des Cole, and also the debuting Ryan Mooney as well. This was again all action. This was intense. Uh, all guys got their their moments to shine, and you know the big Bufa. Um, he you know, we talked about last time. He had kind of been chirping on Twitter. He won this opportunity. You gave it to him. He stepped up. Ryan Mooney just. Speed around the ring, intense. The uh, the honey badger was just uh, he was on display. Mortar, I mean, we, we talked about this last time, but I think this is going to be a growing story throughout the rest of the year. Is that people are into mortar again, man? They're into uh, this character, they're into this guy, fans chanting, and not just a couple. This was like probably half the crowd, even more. They were into it, but uh, yeah, mortar not being able to pick up the victory is BRG. Had his hand raised at the uh, raised at the end of this match. Quite a night for prestigious. We'll talk about more about that in a minute. But yeah, BRG on uh, on a nice little winning streak here. Yeah, quite a night for prestigious indeed. And uh, I think he's got John Alba and Mac Daniels to thank for this because Mortar not only was he super popular with the people, but he was rolling at the end of this match. I think Mortar had it won, dude. And uh, Awesome performances as well from Desmond Cole and Ryan Mooney, two debuting wrestlers. And I think four ways like this, I think they're awesome ways to debut. But I also think it's super easy to get lost in the shuffle sometimes in a four-way scenario, in a scramble scenario. But I don't think anybody did here, Josh. I don't know your feelings on it, but uh, I don't think anybody got lost in the shuffle here. I think we got a good first look at Ryan Mooney and Desmond Cole, two guys who I think we're going to see back in Limitless very soon. Mortar really uh, got that stamp of approval from the audience here as if he didn't have it in the tag team match with Shane Mercer back in February. But uh, BRG able to use his surroundings to his advantage. And by surroundings, I do mean Alba and Daniels and, uh, able to hit the key to victory, spiking mortar into the ring, a, a savage way to finish that off and able to pull off the victory. So a good night for BRG to start with, but I'm not sure how he felt about how it concluded. Yeah, very true. And did uh, speaking of BRG, did he have uh, was that new Michael Bolton entrance music? Did I hear that right? Is it Michael Bolton? I could it's not from tell. SpongeBob, in my uh, opinion, oh. it's that Sweet Victory song. <laughs> sweet Victory. I I think it. I swear it is Michael Bolton. Let me see. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, David. Oh, Glenn Isley and. <laughs> Song by David Glenn Isley and SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Darren, that's what I'm saying. The, Got it. It's the big halftime performance for 
SpongeBob. You ever seen that video? I I can't say I'm I'm that into SpongeBob. Uh, well, to be honest, yeah. I I think it's worth a watch. It's maybe right. a minute and a half, and it's there's a pyrotechnic scene that'll blow your mind. It's it's very good stuff. So it, it. it does track that a young man like BRG does hold on to some SpongeBob memories as we all do. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, I have it queued up here. I will check it out for sure. The first thing I do after we're done the podcast, I'll check that out. But yeah, BRG picking up a, a big victory in a four-way. But yeah, I think we're going to hear a lot more from all four of these guys in the future for sure. Next up, uh, it's kind of a, a, one of the more newsworthy things of the night, uh, given that there was an injury. We never like to see that, but you know these things do happen. Alexander Hammerstone, the current MLW world champion, returning to Limitless Wrestling, his first singles match uh, in Limitless. Taking on Beef and picking up the, the big victory. This is a hard-hitting match. Uh, stuff spilled the outside. Not too much you know, vitriol between these two guys, but there was uh, both guys were pumped up and ready to go. And then uh, Big Beef did a dive to the outside. And you, you can, again, see this on IWTV. Fans over there that saw it. Uh, hits on the outside and then really, really slow to get up. Uh, eventually made his way, his way back into the ring, but clearly you could tell something was going on. Really wasn't sure what at the time. Uh, Hammerstone was able to pick up the victory shortly after that. And obviously you came down, officials came down, things like that. And why don't you give an update on what's going on with Big Beef, how he was afterwards and, and everything he can say. Yeah, what a bummer. Um, because, I mean, this was just like, I, I felt like Beef came into this match with so much to prove um, after everything that he's gone through personally and professionally over the past month, month and a half. And to be able to see him going swing for swing, blow for blow with MLW world champion, someone on the level of Hammerstone. Uh, I think looking back at it, I hope this is a match that builds his confidence level moving forward. And uh, I think slowly but surely throughout that match, I think it was. And um, he's super ambitious, went for a wild beefy bomb, which that's a dangerous maneuver as it is already because you're you're putting your body at risk of tumbling out to the floor, hitting off the ring. There's so many variables that could go wrong. And um, as he came down, he came down with such force. I mean, he was running full speed at Hammerstone, throwing his body. Uh, he came down so hard on his leg that and – and I'm not really sure uh, – and I don't even think he was sure at the time, like really what did it, what specifically, but uh, getting to look back at that footage, to me, it looks like he just comes down so hard and his knee buckles as he comes down on his legs. So uh, that could be a number of things related to your knee. And he was in just agony on the floor and uh, took a lot of guts, I think, to even get back in the ring right there. Um, I think that uh, in hindsight, we, it should have been called right there. But I mean, if Beef's saying he's good to go, the referee's going to let him do his thing because Beef isn't a guy who likes to phone it in or ever give up. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he didn't want to hear. And uh, I commend him for that because, uh, you know, he was really messed up that night and had to be helped to the back. Uh, we didn't really know the extent for a while. It, it, it swelled up quite a bit, but he was able to walk out under his own power. And I'm happy to report I've talked to him today, which we're taping this on Tuesday, and this is the first day he's seen quite a bit of improvement. He's been able to walk around a lot more today. The swelling has gone down. So uh, as of Tuesday, the outlook is looking a lot more hopeful for Beef moving forward, that it's not something major that's going to keep him out of a ton of action. But uh, it's still something that's definitely going to be day by day because you want to be careful with injuries like this. A knee is uh, not something that you want to mess around with, and I think he knows that, but... 
uh, he's a tough son of a bitch, man. He really is. And Hammerstone said it after the match. You know, he he didn't have to say anything. And uh, obviously, I, I think Beef proved something to Hammerstone. I think he proved something to the entire audience that uh, it's just not a dude who gives up easily. Yeah, and you said yourself, yeah, Hammerstone doing a promo afterward, and and yeah, putting over how, how tough Big Beef is and and everything. But yeah, we uh, hope for the best for him. Obviously, stay tuned with his uh, his Twitter, social media, all that as well. Uh, for updates on on yeah what what's going on with him and uh, hopefully see him in a limitless wrestling uh, ring pretty soon with Hammerstone again this is his first appearance in a couple of years for a singles match uh, talk to the people kind of take behind the curtain on what it was like to to have him back the big man yeah it's always good to have Hammerstone in the building uh, he's been actually some we've been trying to line up shit for it feels like months but uh, super busy right now obviously the obligations of a world champion so uh, cool to have him back in the mix did pick up the win here but. Uh, it, it stayed on my mind since Saturday. I feel like that's one that eventually we're going to have to see one more time to see who really can uh, walk out the winner because that's, you know, even the speaking to Hammerstone afterwards, that's not the definitive victory that anyone's looking for in a situation like that. So uh, maybe that's something that we run back down the line, but I would uh, definitely like to get Hammerstone back in the mix very soon as it is. Mm. And that led into the essentially a challenge match, if you want to kind of think of it that way. Channing Thomas of Prestigious told John Albert last uh, month's show that he wanted a big opportunity. He wanted a big match, and he got it. Former two-time Limitless Wrestling World Champion Anthony Green answered the call. This was uh, arguably match of the night. This was uh, probably my favorite match outside the, the four-way. This was uh, This was a wrestling clinic. Two guys just going balls out. Two guys that... Uh, luckily John Alba was able to, you know, kind of stay on the outside, but that would end eventually end up being uh, to his detriment. It was a, th- yeah, this was just awesome. This is a classic wrestling match. Uh, you know, d- two guys that again, they just, they know what to do in there and, and they put it all out and there were some moves that the sliding, um, essentially trying to ex- explain this. So Anthony Green is, is caught up in the ropes and Chaney Thomas just slides and does this basically just pulls him back down kind of like a sliding like disappearing suplex like he slid to the outside anthony green took all the impact on the inside it was a hard hit uh there was an anthony green super kick that just connected flush like you wouldn't believe uh, i happened to look up on the stage to your face just at that moment and i saw your face like wow uh this was it was a shot this was uh this was an awesome match anthony green picking out the victory at the end of the day Thanks in part to John Alba. So John Alba was, Channing Thomas had this match, looked to have it won. John Alba distracted the referee because he thought on the, on a roll through off a, a move off the top row, if I'm remembering right, he thought that Anthony Green was going to have the pin on Channing Thomas. He distracts the referee. However, Channing Thomas had reversed it. John Alba ends up screwing his own guy over and not getting the pin. And Anthony Green uh, shortly thereafter being able to, to pick up the victory. And Channing Thomas was pissed before we get into what happened after the after the match uh thoughts on the match as a whole it was it was awesome yeah like you said this was a wrestling clinic and uh i called it a yarmouth classic i think one of if not definitely channing's best performance he stepped up to the plate and hit a home run here and uh nearly wrestled a perfect match to stay blow for blow with anthony green which is tough to do this was a distinct step up in competition for channing thomas this was Really, uh, probably his biggest singles opportunity in the world of Limitless Wrestling. I really enjoyed this one. Like you said, the super kick rocked Channing Thomas's world. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that because it was. Uh, 
That was, was crazy. Something else. That was something else. Um, AG was laying it on here. Channing continued to answer. And, man, had this thing won, like you said, if it wasn't for John Alba. Uh, anticipated the uh, rope walk cross body. He was able to roll through with it, which we yeah, – that's very tough to do. You have to calculate when Anthony Green's going to get there. You have to roll backwards with your momentum and keep him hooked into the cover. So uh, just a lot going right there for Channing Thomas in a moment where John Alba – like we've been seeing over the past couple months, just did not believe in Channing Thomas. And that's what inevitably led to the demise of the trust between Channing and John and uh, and led to the end of this match as Anthony Green was able to roll up Channing Thomas, get the victory, and then we really saw things go down. We certainly did. So John Alba, of course, aghast on the outside as to what he had did, what what he had done, rather. And... Of course, Mac Daniels, BRG come out, and Channing is pissed, to say the least. He is furious about this. He knew that he had the match won, at least in his mind, and you know took it to Alba uh, just uh, verbally, uh, saying he's world-class. Shoves down Alba, and eventually Alba you know gets a microphone again and tries to explain this and essentially just says, you know, uh, uh, basically just kind of gets you see him kind of you always got to be suspect of john alba you know this better than anyone you see him kind of you know get uh get uh channing in position and then sends just leads into mac daniels waffling channing thomas from behind with the title belt prestigious in terms of a trios at that point officially done taking the boost from brg not knowing what to what to look at what he's seeing right now uh didn't didn't pull daniels off didn't try to defend channing or anything like that it was conflicted and then John Alba said, look, um, your best looks at BRG, grabs a mic and says, uh, essentially, you got to take your, your you gotta take your, your best friend's fucking head off. BRG just kind of looks at him and you don't know what he's going to do. And then he does just that. And Channing Thomas laid out by his best friend, also his other teammate and Mac Daniels. And John Alba's prestigious remains, uh, <laughs> remains uh, their, their heads up on the way out thing. And they did some things, but. This was uh, the end of prestigious as, as we knew it before. We don't know what happens here from 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 this point out, but yeah, John Alba, you know, he he screwed over Channing Thomas, but at the end, he wasn't going to let Channing Thomas get one over on him, even after he gets shoved down his ass. And yeah, this was uh, this was quite a sight to to see. Yeah, it was uh, certainly unexpected, and like you said, the prestigious as we once knew it is no more. John Alba. Obviously, uh, you know, knew something could go down here and had this in his back pocket with his boy, Mac Daniels, who's been his boy from the start. And uh, interesting to me that Channing Thomas, on the level that he's been performing at lately, that that's the guy that you don't want to trust and that you kick to the curb. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, obviously, uh, you know, things were not well with prestigious. The strings were fraying a little bit. And John Alba, uh, obviously, his made a move in his mind that's going to protect prestigious moving forward. But uh, obviously not everyone was on the same page there. And uh, I don't know how that keeps you moving forward in the right direction, but I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, the conflicted BRG having to super kick his heads off, his friend's head off best friend. These two guys, a team plenty, uh, especially, you know, this last year when prestigious really kind of formed and grew and all that and in, in, in you know less than a year later uh and then yeah so yeah we'll see what uh we'll see what john alba has in store we'll see what Channing thomas has in store i you know he obviously took the loss but he is 
I'm going to guess it's probably not the last that uh, either Limitless fans or uh, Prestigious has heard of Channing Thomas, especially after that outing. No, I, uh, uh, yeah, especially after that. I mean, Prestigious aside, Channing Thomas is a very talented professional wrestler. I'm excited to see what Channing can do down the road, especially now that it seems like all the, uh, all the distractions, all of the noise that has come from the side of Channing Thomas is no longer going to be there. So we lead to uh, the next match, and this was this is an interesting one going into this. We knew because of a university rules, which kind of this uh, mysterious book that people don't fully uh, understand as of yet all the different rules. And however, Brad Cashew taking on Gangrel, of course, Brad Cashew with uh, his uh, his friend, his uh, his mentor, Dean Fernicola. And Brad Cashew coming out with garlic around his neck, you know, to again uh, to defend off this vampire. And this, I, I'm not, I'm not embellishing. Cashew and Fernicola got so much heat before this match, trying to cut promos, just asshole chants. It was, it was deafening how much they people hated this. Guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, and I'm sure a lot of people preferred that, uh, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah, this was, uh, you know, initiating match. You know, Gangrel came out, people were on their feet. This was uh, uh, reminiscent. It felt like, you know, when, when Sky Tuhati came back in terms of just how excited people were to see him. We talked about the the intermission line and things like that. But yeah, he was coming out uh, again, still fanging and banging and still has a size and looked like he was, uh, you know, had a little bit of a bum leg going into this, but he still, you know, he still was laying in the shots. Uh, wasn't trying to do too much in terms of, uh, you know, high risk stuff, but using his power, his size. And, you know, laying in some elbows and things like that, looking good. And then, again, part one of the university rules, apparently, as Dean tried to explain it to us, was the, apparently, you know, the, the uh, spitting or any type of spitting or excretions or things like that. He's using a lot of big words, Randy. And, yeah, and, and of course, Gangrel has the blood, which he brought along with him. And the blood got involved near the end of the match. There was uh, Dean Fernicola, uh, who, who ended up spitting some of the blood into Brad Cash's face, ended up having twice. And in the end, uh, the referee basically had to follow the, the Eric Greenleaf had to follow along the university rules. And because there was blood spit in, in, uh, in Brad Cashew's face, Brad Cashew got the win over Gangrel by disqualification. And that was not an outcome. I think a lot of people wanted. No, I cannot say that they did. Um, I was happy to see Brad Cashew eat the impaler DDT after it was yes. all said and done. But uh, yeah, Gangrel who, I will say, to his credit, was not aiming for Brad Cashew in that situation. He was aiming for Dean Fernicola. So, uh, unfortunately, wrong place at the wrong time for Gangrel. Fernicola able to duck Cashew, getting misted by the blood two times over. And, unfortunately, under university rules, as we we're made aware, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to get a copy of this book. We're going right. to Top Shelf has been calling for it for months. Ever since Dean Fernicola arrived, I think we need some clarification. Ethan Scott tried to get some downstairs. They don't want to talk about it. They only want to talk about it when they want to talk about it. Nobody wants to hear him talk unless it's getting more information on this book, which they won't give us. So uh, rocking a hard place right now with these two. But Cashew on a two-match winning streak right now in Limitless Wrestling defeated Ichiban last month. Now it's Gangrel. It's unfortunate, but I mean, the success is there for Cashew since Dean Fernicola has arrived. And, you know, Brad Cashew, this um, exemplary uh, BU graduate, 
he, you know, Gangrel afterwards, like, look, we don't want things to end this way. The fans don't want it to end this way. And he said, let's, let's keep going. Let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's go have this to a finish. And, you know, Dean Fernicola had gone to the back and, and Brad Cash was teasing as if, all right, let's go another five minutes or something along those lines. And then just tells the referee to, to raise his hand and he kept the DQ victory. So yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of cowardice from uh, this tough guy, Brad Cashew. Gangrel wanted to go a few more minutes. He wouldn't even let him. Yeah. Gangrel, who has been through it all, who had been through a match at that point, wanted more and Cashew wanted none of it, which uh, I can't say I'm very surprised at. But yeah, by hook or by crook, Cashew's stringing it together here. And I'd like to take a look at that BU record anyway to see what's on there. Mm, yeah, maybe even see if the actual diploma exists. Who knows? Yeah, that would be some good detail. It certainly would. We'll have to get an investigation going on that. Uh, that led into, again, a very uh, busy intermission, as we talked about. A lot of, uh, a lot of people spending money. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, uh, yeah, just taking pictures, all this stuff. Yeah, it was one of the busier intermissions I can remember seeing in a long time. Grand that you know the place is sold out, but um, you know other other times it's been sold out and it really hasn't hasn't been to, to that level that it was. Yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of people were making money, eating pizza, uh, buying beers, all that stuff. It's good. I good do time just want to say, like, I I think it's really cool that we have such a supportive fan base for the wrestlers, especially because um, it's something that does get mentioned to me. I would say every couple shows by uh, a wrestler to how just awesome and welcoming and uh, supportive that the fan base really is to new wrestlers, wrestlers who hadn't been there in quite some time, or even even wrestlers who are putting out new pieces of merchandise of any sort. Like we we just in general, it feels like we have a very supportive fan base in that way, and that uh, that definitely makes the lives of these traveling wrestlers as they're uh, trying to make it a lot easier. So I just think that's really cool. Yeah, and shout out to, uh, I saw AG before the show uh, pointing out that he was going to have new merch available. He's got some new t-shirts and things like that. And yeah, I think it, uh, you know, as as you have guys and girls that are coming back to these shows repeatedly and are trying to sell merch, I think having new and interesting stuff to sell uh, is, is obviously uh, important as well. New t-shirt designs, new, uh, new uh, basically kind of just unique things that people want to buy. I mean, we look back to like, you know, Bobby Orlando's goats and things like that. It fits in the gimmick and all stuff, but people are buying a ton of them. Um, yeah, I think it's, it puts the, it really kind of puts the emphasis back on, on the wrestlers to continually try to think of how do we, how do I best serve my fans that want to buy stuff from me? You know, what's your favorite piece of like wrestling merchandise that you've seen someone put out or that you've purchased yourself? Um, that is a great question. That's a tough one on the spot because I don't yeah. even know if I have an answer myself. But you know, I I think that it's uh, it, you know, it, it can be answered a few different ways because I think if you if a wrestler comes up with a cool T-shirt that people feel like they can wear, not just at a wrestling show but like out and about, I think that's a that's a huge thing. Um, to some people, you know, for whatever reason, they don't feel like wearing the shirts out. They feel like. You know, just for whatever reason, I think that's kind of it kind of carries that that on, especially even if you're wearing shirts to a show that the person's not even on, you know, right. and something like, oh, that's a wrestler extra. That's pretty cool. You know, I'd like maybe like to see them there or maybe like to buy that or something like that. You know, I think it's I mean, I think you look at like the young bucks and guys, guys like that, that just really kind of took the the self merchandising to a whole new level um, where people are like they want to really kind of buy buy this new stuff buy the you know that whatever it was that they were putting out even if it's things like oh why why were they putting out uh 
don't know, like snow ice scrapers or something like that, right? It smells <laughs> like, well, of course, why wouldn't I want to buy a, a Young Bucks ice scraper? So, you know, stuff like that that doesn't necessarily make sense, but you put a logo or something like that on it, it kind of feels unique. I, I think that's a, yeah, for me, there's nothing that, that's really coming to mind. I think of like things that people would, would use kind of wear about um, and not just maybe store on a shelf at home. But, you know, people also like to store stuff on, on shelves at home too, and kind of have their own display too. So what about you? Um, I would have to say a couple that come to mind within our uh, little world is I would say that Alec Price's fanny packs that he's mm -hmm. just come out with. I think that's really cool. Uh, Anthony green with the action figures that he came out with for a short time period. Yep. Um, those were released, I think, in a major, uh, major wrestling figure podcast deal. But um, those are two that come to mind immediately. Um, I always think it's very cool when wrestlers have their own like trading cards. I've yep. seen a lot more of those popping up recently. Um, but when uh, when they're selling trading cards at like the merchandise table or even I'm always a sucker for like a cool sticker, too. So yes. I, I yep. just I just like when people have like that. The more I don't know if obscure is the word, but. Uh, a lot of times, um, like the kind of starter pack for merchandise is like an eight by 10 and a one color t-shirt. So when people start getting like more unique with the stuff they, they offer, I think that that's where like you see 20 Bobby juniors get sold in a night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody else I want to ask you on this. We'll get back to the rest of the show. Um, but I was thinking about this the other night. Actually, I thought that's almost, almost every limitless show I've been to, but I always forget to ask how, can anyone go out and sell their merch or is there certain guys that based on maybe somebody have some, something you have planned for the show or, or they just don't want to like, is, can anyone go out and sell merch? Yes. Yeah. We, we don't limit anybody to not sell merch. I encourage it. Um, the only times when I will ask someone maybe not to go out there is if we do have some big surprise or right. if, uh, if someone's making a, surprise return that we just haven't announced like one that comes to mind immediately is uh i remember the saint patrick's day show in 2017 i had asked swoggle because he had been set up already and i like i think i came through the curtain and i i saw him set up it was before we had opened doors but i went over and just like asked him like hey like uh people don't know you're here and you're on the first half so you'll still have intermission um are you cool if you stay a surprise so that we can get the big reaction out of that. And he didn't really like, uh, I don't think I, maybe I didn't explain it very well at first. He didn't really understand at first. I think like Joey Eastman uh, helped me explain it again. And uh, he understood. And then when like got a huge reaction, when he came out and killed it at intermission, you know what I mean? So like yep. sometimes shit like that, because um just the circumstance you know what i mean but no I, I encourage everybody to uh go out there and sell merch sometimes people do like to wait until intermission um which is totally fine because uh intermission typically gets the same amount of time as when doors open um but uh some people just uh like straight up where we're on a saturday some people might have shows thursday and friday and sell what they have and then they they don't have anything left for the saturday sometimes it goes that way Sometimes guys, if they have a he very hectic travel schedule or if they have a like an insanely full car, they might not have the opportunity to fit all of their merch or any of it. You know what I mean? Or they could yeah. be even between orders. So uh, sometimes like I, I notice each time I feel like it is kind of a different crew coming out there 
um, each show, but uh, there's probably reasoning why. All right. Well, speaking of that, so after an admission, uh, we had Waves and Curls, the returning Waves and Curls against um, uh, Art, <laughs> always the always uh, always popular Art, and this was uh, you know the, again pretty much you know if you had not seen the match, I kind of just you just by these two teams, you can kind of figure what's going to go on here. A lot of fun, uh, a lot of good action. Obviously, Ricky Smokes and uh, Aaron Rourke in a nice little role in Limitless, and again, second straight show. Aaron Rourke using the glitter uh, out of nowhere to uh, to Trayvon Trayvon's eyes taking him out Trayvon very cut up all of a sudden by the way he's uh, he's looking really good and but didn't didn't help at the end of the day Art defeating uh, Waves and Curls to pick up the victory and then they get on the mic afterwards and she's back Randy she's officially back in our lives Ava Everett just going I believe I just Ava now uh, comes out and of course regales the crowd with all of her accomplishments overseas. What she's been up to, uh, of course, uh, Ricky and Aaron are over the moon to have her back in and have their queen back. And then, to spoil the party, Shannon Levangi, the debuting Shannon Levangi when it comes to Limitless Wrestling. Obviously, Let's Wrestle fans have seen her before. She comes out and you know she, she wants a match. We get a referee and we had a match. Again, Ava Everett taking on the uh, debuting Shannon Levangi. Ava Everett picking up the victory again. And of course, afterward, uh, uh, Art just taking it to her, kind of takes him, continuing to take advantage of her. You know, Art was uh, getting involved during the match as well, uh, at one point, forming a wall in front of Shannon so she couldn't get around to get Ava Everett. And eventually, MSP came out to run off Art. And Danger Kid got off the mic, got on the mic rather, and issued a challenge to, uh, to Art saying, Look, next month in May, you three against us two, and then someone is not a big fan of yours and pointing to Ava Everett. We don't know, don't know who that could be. There's a lot of guesses out there, of course. But yeah, at the end of the day, Art picking up the victory, Ava picking up his victory, and her singles return to Limitless. And we have a trios match apparently uh, coming up in, in later this month in May. Yeah, we saw a clean sweep here for Art, and unfortunately, the return of Ava, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not too stoked about, but... Uh, yeah, she was listing off all her accomplishments after Aaron Rourke, Ricky Smokes, able to get by waves and curls. Like you said, shout out to Trayvon, who's been putting in some work recently in the gym or with his diet or maybe a combination of both because he's looking good, moving good right now. Uh, waves and curls were on their way to a victory, if not for that glitter bomb. And Ava uh, coming back, relishing in her accomplishments, of course, went to Germany, won the WXW Women's Championship, wrestled in the United Kingdom wrestled in canada recently she's all over the place now known as the international baddie i don't know if you caught that josh oh i did yes um, that's right <laughs> but uh I, I think a fun and good showing for shannon levangi in her limitless debut uh, i know that shannon is uh super new to the scene right now but really breaking out in this area of the wrestling world and i think she's going to have a lot to offer in the next couple of years if she sticks with it and uh, you know, I, I, I would have been interested to see this match if we didn't have Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes out there. And I think we're going to have to do something with uh, maybe we'll get Eric Greenleaf and Nate Speckman on this very podcast and uh, talk about what went on at this show and how we can improve moving forward. Because uh, we need to kind of get the reins on art here, especially Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes in this matchup, really uh, providing some help for Ava Everett early. And then it came back to bite him later as Shannon Levangie. Uh, surprisingly shooting herself out of the ring, taking out Rourke and Smokes and maybe 
just taking her eye off the ball with those two enough to let Ava Everett have the opening, the driller on the back of her head, and walk out with the victory here to notch the clean sweep for Art. And then, of course, it wasn't done there, like you said. They kind of took their liberties with Shannon, beat her up after the match, writing loser on the head and lipstick just like they did to MSP. And uh, they weren't going to stand for that. And they they said it on the mic. They could have put it behind them what happened last month, but – they're going to fuck around like this with someone new like Shannon Levandry who's trying to make a name for them herself. Uh, they're going to have something to say about that. So next month, like you said, it is a trios match. We can confirm that set. It's Art versus MSP and a partner they're choosing who they say hates Art as much as they do. So uh, I'm excited to see that. That's set for May 28th back in Yarmouth. That's right. And uh, MSP running uh, Art out of the building, right out the front door, right past me, Randy, in the in the front. And I always like to kind of look outside to see how far the pursuit lasts. And they ran around the building with the chairs. So they were uh, they were chasing after him, but apparently did not uh, did not catch up. Made event of the night, Randy, the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Alec Price defending the title against Rip Bison, getting his first crack at the Limitless Wrestling Championship. Obviously, him earning the opportunity after being Anthony Green and J.J. J.D. Drake. In that three-way, and your champion at the end of the night was Alec Price. Alec Price picking up the victory. Hard-fought match, spilled out all over the place. And, yeah, just wasn't Rip's night at the end of the day. And, again, as we talked about uh, the podcast last week, takes a lot to beat the champion, and especially one in a role like Alec Price. And, yeah, this was a... yeah, this is this was a this is a fun match, and yeah, Alec Price to p- picking up the victory afterward, getting on the mic, and essentially throwing out the challenge to anyone. Uh, essentially, like an, an open challenge, just saying that he's the best thing in, in Limitless. Uh, threw some shade on people he's beaten before, including Ace Romero, who uh, he mentioned has not been back since he defeated him in their wild match a couple months ago. But essentially, he, he's open for business. He'll take on anyone, any any place, any time. And yeah, that's how we ended the show. Alec Price is your still your Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Yeah, quite a proclamation at the end of the match. I don't want to skip over the match, obviously, but um, Alec Price, I mean, really putting it out there to any wrestler in independent wrestling right now that he's beaten the, the who's who, the best that Limitless has to offer, and now he wants the best of the best to come to his hood. But uh, Rip Bison was really uh, someone who he had to prove he could get through because Alec Price... Uh, they never wrestled him one-on-one on an actual live Limitless show. We had seen it uh, at the dojo many years ago. We had seen it on an IWTV special representing Limitless Wrestling, but we had never seen it one-on-one in Yarmouth. And, of course, no higher stakes than with the Limitless Wrestling World Championship on the line. And Rip Bison brought it to Alec Price here. He uh, you know, brought the fight to the floor. Alec was hanging with him in the Bison office. And, uh, brought it back in and Rip Bison, man, he, he had a lot of counters to what Alec brings to the table. He had done his homework on Alec, who's such a unique competitor who throws different things from different angles all the time and is constantly upping and changing his game. And it felt like, you know, for the most part of this match, Rip Bison was game for that. But at the end of the day, it was two surprise kicks from Alec Price to the back of the head of Rip Bison, and he just could not answer the three count. Alec Price, like you said, walking out limitless champion and uh, seemingly into a new chapter of this championship run, putting Rip Bison in the rear view. And I wonder if, you know, Rip Bison, obviously he's a, a wild man and you don't know what's going to go on that head of his at any point in time, you know, <laughs> you know that better than anyone, but you know, at, during the first part of the match, you know, Alec uh, was basically taunting him saying, you know, you think you're ready for this main event, you're ready for this main event. Like he kept bringing that over, over and over and over again. 
because obviously, you know, this is Rip Bison's first main event in Limitless. It's a big stage, sold out house. Uh, obviously, a lot of expectations on him. Some uh, some people important to him in his life watching on. I saw that. And yeah, I, I wonder if maybe a little bit of that got in his head. Obviously, he was he was game for the fight, but it just this is kind of one of those things that, that you wonder about. And, and again, if he's I have a feeling this isn't going to be his last shot at, at the title uh, before it's all said and done. But I kind of wonder if maybe uh, this first time out, maybe a, the littlest of jitters may have gotten that in that head. I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. It's it's the biggest match scenario he's ever been in, period, in Limitless Wrestling, uh, maybe in his career. Uh, but Ripper, I mean, he, he had won his first ever main event just a month ago and defeated a former world champion and someone who had challenged for the belt a few different times in J.D. Drake. So that's got to that's gotta instill some confidence, I would imagine. But, I mean, maybe maybe that's part of what makes Alec Price so successful is that he, he can play those mind games when he needs to. He can just be – he's so flexible. Like he can be any kind of opponent for someone that he needs to be to either get in their head or out-wrestle them, out-fly them. Uh, he can take a beating and continue to answer. Like uh, There's just endless shit that Alec Price does well that continues to keep him at the top. And Rip Bison, like you said, uh, – this definitely isn't the last time that he's going to be in a situation like this. Like I, I have the confidence that Rip Bison is someone who can bounce back from a loss like this and not let it affect him uh, to a point where it's going to, you know, bring him down the card. But uh, you do wonder where the head is at after something like this. He was very confident going into this thing, but I don't know. I, I think you build from an experience like this. If you're Rip Bison, I, I think it's got to, at least, uh, at least a learning experience at the end of the day of, all right, you know, when I'm in this situation again, uh, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And look, the limitless uh, pool is full of sharks, so he's going to have to, he's going to have to learn quick or he's going to get eaten up. And I think uh, if we've noticed anything uh, and know anything about uh, Rip Bison over the past year plus, it's uh, he's game for the fight. So I'm looking forward to see uh, where his next moves are and uh, probably picks it up from here. But again, your world champion at the end of the day, Still, Alec Price, obviously, again, this event available on IWTV. Check it out now. And again, if you went to the show, uh, but you, you're just like, I always watch the show. I don't need to watch it again on IWTV. You get the backstage interview, some of the stuff that Randy was just talking about a minute ago. You get some of those things that kind of help uh, fill out the puzzle. And that's something that I've noticed a lot and, and I do is, uh, is check those out. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check it out, IWTV. And then you'll be able to see Limitless Wrestling live in Yarmouth, Maine, Memorial Day weekend. Get your Memorial Day weekend kicked off right. Saturday, May 28th in Yarmouth, featuring the return of Lindsay Dorado, uh, former of uh, formerly of WWE. You guys have heard of him, obviously. And then the in- GCW Indie Wrestling Hall of Famer herself, debuting for the very first time in Limitless. Didn't know why it took so long, but she's here. Lufisto, Randy. Lufisto's uh, debuting. Tickets going on sale this Friday at 7 p.m. on LimitlessWrestling.com. You know the details there. Yeah, Lindsay Dorado and Lufisto coming into Limitless. Yeah, what a what a combo of uh, people making their way to Limitless Wrestling. I'm stoked about Lufisto. I've wanted that for a long time, but obviously uh, the COVID restrictions made it very tough for any international talent to make their way to Limitless. But now Lufisto returning to Maine, someone who actually wrestled in Maine quite a bit back in the day for the EWA, something you may know a thing or two about, uh-huh. Josh. Just a little um, bit, yeah. But yeah, Lufisto making her return to Maine, her first time in Limitless Wrestling, and Lindsay Dorado, who actually wrestled this final independent match before going to the WWE with Limitless Wrestling in his debut, 
is now returning nearly six years later. So uh, I'm excited to have Lindsay. I just watched a banger that he had recently with uh, Evil Uno at Blitzkrieg Pro, our friends in Connecticut. That was a really fun one. Check it out on IWTV if you haven't. But um, yeah, I'm stoked to have him back. And this card, like, I can't give it away now, Josh. I know you're going to ask for a little scoop, but I can't give it away now. But uh, I think a really fun one, a lot of returns that people have been asking for for quite some time. So people are going to be stoked about this one. Yeah, Lindsay Dorado, last limitless wrestling in September 2016. Past your bedtime, Randy. It's at the uh, Legion Post 84 in Orono, Maine, defeating Flip Gordon in a main event on that show. Do you I, I, do you remember what the uh, the main event was? That one had to be Ace Romero, AR Fox, Anything Goes, with the referee of Joey Gleets. You got it. You got it. Anything Goes, AR Fox, defeating, uh, defeating Ace Romero. And that went a long time ago. Yeah, Lindsay Durant looking to remain undefeated six years apart in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, is Past Your Bedtime available on IWTV or not yet? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that one's up there on IWTV. And actually, uh, Hard Not to Act Reckless was the 100th Limitless Wrestling event that is available now on IWTV. So wow, there is stuff. 100 shows exactly that you can enjoy from Limitless Wrestling on there, including The Road. And I've actually got some good news about The Road, Josh. Mm. Uh, season 3 is soon to be available on Pluto TV. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we were just talking about Pluto TV the other day with uh, them getting a little bit more involved in, in pro wrestling. So, yeah, that's great to hear. You can go to uh, Pluto TV and search Limitless Wrestling. And you'll be able to find uh, Seasons 1 and Season 2 there. And uh, any date for Season 3 when it's going to debut? I don't have any specifics in terms of that, but uh, I probably will by the next time that we speak on this podcast. So Very we'll stay good. tuned on that front. Very good. And let's see. Oh, one other final note. I just had to add this in. So I'm, I'm leaving the venue the other night, and I was going home. And for some reason, instead of going, I, I took my first right uh, before getting on the highway versus the actual highway I was supposed to take, whatever. Regardless, I was supposed to get on the highway. I, I took my first right, and it's going to go down Route 88. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not even thinking straight right now. And I'm like, okay. And then so uh, the car was approaching the other way, and the, <laughs> it was a California plates. And it said Hardy Boys on the license plate, like a vanity plate, like not coming directly from from the, the AMVETS or anything like that. I don't know if the, these must be wrestling fans. Maybe they got lost, too, as well. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. All of a sudden seeing Hardy Boys, a California plate, and then they just took off. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of a weird like wrestling tie in. I don't even know if they went to the show or not. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in because I, I was just like, oh, it's kind of weird. It's actually John Alba's because he is uh, Matt Hardy's personal chauffeur. That's oh. how to deal with this podcast. So I uh, see. he might have taken a wrong turn and got turned around. I see. I see. Yeah, that was. Uh, I thought that was kind of a unique wrestling tie. And that, yeah, I assume. May, I assume they went to the show, but it's weird because they were coming from a direction that wasn't directly from the venue. I, it's just kind of a weird, a weird wrestling tie-in. So yeah, wrestling is a. It's metaphysical, Randy. You never know when uh, wrestling gods are going to insert themselves into your lives. However, we do know when they're going to insert ourselves into our lives again. That being Saturday, May 21st, Randy, let's wrestle returning to the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman, Maine. Volume 18, do or die a handful, literally a handful of front row tickets remain. You can get yours on limitlesswrestling.com slash let's wrestle. And as you know by now, the debut of the AEW regular and limitless wrestling regular, J.D. Drake, making his return or making his debut rather in uh, in Herman Maine the Let's Wrestle Tag Team Tournament is going to roll on 
as the Haven and the Syndicate are going to be set for first round action as that tournament continues to crown the next tag team champions. Eric Johnson, former tag team champion, making his return. Ichiban, we've talked about him in the show. We've mentioned Shannon Lavangi. Yeah, should be uh, this one's starting to come together, huh? Yeah, it definitely is. And it's going to be a fun time back in Herman at the Morgan Hill Events Center. Uh, some really fresh matches on this card that I think probably within the next few days, maybe even by the time you listen to this, they'll be out there. But uh, we've got a unique challenger stepping up for J.D. Drake, a first-time-ever matchup for him. Uh, we're going to get the Let's Wrestle Tag Team Tournament first-round matches squared up in the next week. So uh, a lot of stuff will be coming at you in the next couple of days on Let's Wrestle social media. So make sure you like them on Facebook, at Let's Wrestle 207, on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, grab some tickets to this one. $20 front row tickets, like you said, a handful left. $15 general admission tickets. And uh, we're going to set up some cool stuff for June coming up as well. So there'll be a lot of big announcements for uh, some stuff that I think people will be bumming that is not on a Limitless show coming on this show in June as well. So uh, stay tuned to all socials for any more information. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some more announcements next week on the pod as well. Is Volume 17 up on IWTV yet? It is not, but that will be dropping, I believe, this week. So you'd probably be looking for that. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it's up there, but that should be dropping this week on IWTV. Yeah, man, the summer's here, Randy. Summer's always a fun time for uh, for Limitless and, and Let's Wrestle and Pro Wrestling. And yeah, the first actually the first summer for Let's Wrestle in a, in a couple of years. But uh, yeah, I mean, coming out of the, we're you know free and clear of this pandemic in terms of giving a shit, I think is probably the best way of putting it. Like people are out there, they're coming to shows where uh, we're living life again. And uh, I'm looking forward to this summer and see, uh, see what's cooking with Limitless. Yeah, same here, man. Like I think it's going to be a very encouraging summer for both Limitless and Let's Wrestle. Uh, we've got some awesome events planned out for the next few months and we're trying some new things. So I hope everybody sticks with it and supports and, uh, if you can't be there, obviously check it out on IWTV. Make sure you subscribe, youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. We've got matches going up pretty much on the daily uh, over on that channel. And help us get to a million subscribers. We're getting there. We're over 960,000 now. So uh, we're, we're slowly and steadily making the climb up to a million. Um, and thank you to everyone who came out this weekend. I, uh, I had a blast at the show. I think it was a really fun one. I, uh, from everyone I spoke with, I think everybody had a pretty good time. So uh, that always makes me feel good about things. And uh, we got quite an event planned for May 28th back in Yarmouth. Yep, can't wait. So yeah, plugs again. IWTV, Pluto TV, social media, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Again, help him get over a million subscribers, get Randy a fancy new plaque for his house. And Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Randy underscore Carver, LW. On Twitter, I'm at Josh Nason on Twitter, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. If you haven't listened to Randy's interview with uh, with the Bristle Brothers, with the founders of Bristle Brothers on uh, on uh, Graining In. Did I get the name of that right? Graining In? You got it. Graining, Graining In Podcast. In. Yeah, I am, um, uh, I have, I'm actually about, probably about 20 or so minutes in. I was actually listening to it on the way up to the show on Saturday. Really entertaining stuff. And even if you think you know the story of, of Limitless Wrestling, if you're sick of hearing Randy Carver talk so much and all this stuff, I guarantee you'll like this. Uh, it was very entertaining. It's, it's always kind of fun, as you mentioned, to get people from the outside that take an interest in Limitless and they ask some interesting questions there. So uh, definitely check it out. I, I, I have really liked it so far. Looking forward to the rest of it. And uh, yeah, support Pistol Bros as well. They make some good stuff. So until next time, for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be Limitless.